Hi, and welcome to the Bloody Bizarre Podcast, episode back. Stop 20 something. Yeah. <laughs> How's everyone going? What's everyone's week's been like? Hope it's going okay. I think we've, oh, we forgot to mention in the last episode that Valentine's Day had just happened. Blip. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm single still. <laughs> and I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. Do you know what I might do? Because at time of recording, everyone should know Valentine's Day has not been yet. Oh yeah, while we're when we're recording this, yeah. it's actually like three weeks ago when you'll hear this. Yeah, yeah. I might try and make like love heart pancakes for Abby. Like do like a good mum thing. It seems like a good mum thing to do. She won't remember. She won't. But I'll I'll post it on Instagram, show everyone that I'm a good mother. So what's everyone been up to? Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Please um, like, listen, subscribe, mm. tell your friends, all the things. Yeah. Um, Everyone should have their shirts by now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Last week was a long one. Last week was heavy and it was long. There was a lot of stuff. Imagine if there was some random listener that we have. Like, we've got a couple of random listeners just in random places. Mm. Imagine if there was one random listener that we had in Sydney that had something to, like, contribute to the Luna Park thing and they called Crime Stoppers and they cracked the case. Imagine. And then, and then the cops were like, what – they were what like prompted there you? was like a, a press conference right and this person's there like yes i gave them the, the key that unlocked mm. it all and then the, then there's a question that comes from the floor and we're watching this live yeah. and we know right like this person's emailed <laughs> us and the, the interviewer goes what what prompted you to get in contact and this person goes it just came to me oh <laughs> yeah then I, there'd be a new murder oh i saw it on the news <laughs> hmm. yeah. oh i watched this abc show yeah yeah and they'd watched it because we had because, said to watch yeah. it <laughs> You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You best look over your shoulder, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about Abe Saffron. We're yeah, coming for you. Can... Your, your nickname is Saffron sometimes, so. Mm. Yeah, that didn't even didn't even tweak with that. Um, okay, well, look, we're digressing um, on today's topic. Oh, yeah. Should I just jump right in? I don't think there's anything we need to say at the top. Yeah, no, what are you talking about today? I have um, now written down all of mine so that I don't have to keep getting into the spreadsheet. And so that it, surprise. Yeah, so it'll be a surprise for me every week. You Excellent. should do the same thing so you don't see what well, mine are. you know, I said our roles have been reversed this year because I haven't even filled in all my topics. Oh, my God. I know, and I keep chopping and changing. And let me tell you, that brings me on to my topic today because the reason that I chopped and changed to this one is because this is a listener suggestion. Oh, from who? From my friend Olga. Oh, I love Olga. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? So Olga sent me um, an Instagram message of yep. a post and was like, you should cover this on the podcast. And I was like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. It is a very like interesting, sad, bizarre story. Okay. So. Is it, is it true crime? No. Oh. Well, I guess it is true crime in the sense that it's a crime. What happened? Okay. So, let me just get into it. Right. Today I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of Tom and Eileen Lonergan. Now, the sources today are Wikipedia, a Mamma Mia article by Gemma Barth, uh, Brisbane Times article by Paul McGough or Maggio, a Guardian article that had no byline, an All That's Interesting article by Cara Goldfarb, uh, News.com article by No Byline, and Olga. <laughs> <laughs> You use all that's interesting a lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I scour it. I don't think I've been on that. I'm going to have to get on to it. So let's get into it. Okay. Australia. Heard of it? Heard of it? <laughs> Australia is home to some of the most beautiful natural sites in the world. Me. <laughs> um, one of those is the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of her. I have. She's located of off the coast of Queensland on Australia's east. Mm-hmm. The Great Barrier Reef is the world's largest coral reef system. It has over 2,900 individual reefs and 900 islands that stretch over 2,300 kilometres or 1,430 miles over an area of approximately 344,000 square kilometres or 133,000 square miles. A massive area. Now, I find it hard to put numbers into context, so let me help those that are like me. Yeah, I do as well a little bit. The Grey Barry Marine Great, Park. Great Barry. Yeah, shortened Great Barry Reef. <laughs> the Great Barrow. <laughs> I've called it GBR later down, so. Um, the Great Barry Reef Marine Park is bigger than the United Kingdom. Oh, my God. Uh, hang on. The United Kingdom, Switzerland, and Holland combined. Whoa. Roughly. Just, just like, is it just like half the ocean? Like. <laughs> It's roughly the same area as Japan, Malaysia, or Italy. Are those countries bigger? Japan's quite small, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think because they've got islands. Yeah, yeah. Also, maps are distorted. Do you know that? Some maps are distorted and make some countries... Yeah, don't they make Africa look smaller? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And also they put... It's racist is what it is. They put, like, America in, like, the central position, which is also weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Um, so it's a huge yeah. reef system. Um, the reef supports thousands of species of marine life, including fish, whales, dolphins, and six of the world's seven species of marine turtle. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention the incredible array of vibrant and otherworldly reef structures that call the area home. Except for the ones that have been bleached. Yeah, I know. I don't get into the coral bleaching shit, but, you know, look after your reefs, people. Global warming and all that shit. <laughs> Um, what what are listeners going to do? Go out and like, tend to the reefs? I expect them to. I don't know what they're meant to do. Unsurprisingly, this makes the GBR one of Australia's most popular tourist destinations with approximately 5 million people visiting the site each year. Wow, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um, Google's even produced a street view of some of the reef. That's cool. So why am I telling you all this? Right? I bet yeah, that's, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the more popular tourist activities is snorkeling or scuba diving. Yeah. Um, This is exactly what American tourists Tom and Eileen Lonergan were enjoying on January 25th, 1998. Tom Lonergan, 33 years old, and Eileen, 28, both hail from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana. They met when they were studying at Louisiana State University, which was also where they were married. The couple were described as, quote, young, idealistic, and in love with each other. He's a chemical engineer and she's a teacher. So, uh, you know, a young, educated... Middle class. Yep. Yeah. Happy, mm-hmm. seeming couple. Mm-hmm. Tom and Eileen were on their way back home to America after having served in the Peace Corps in Fiji and Tuvalu. Oh, sorry, Tuvalu is how it's pronounced. But they decided to spend some time in Queensland to dive the Great Barrier Reef because Eileen was an avid diver um, and she'd gotten Tom into diving as well. Okay, so it's January 25th, 98. Um, through the company Outer Edge, Tom and Eileen uh, and 24 other passengers board a boat that's going to take them out exploring an area called St. Crispin's Reef that's approximately 40 to 60 kilometres or 25 to 37 miles off the coast. So it's not close to the coast from the point you can't see the coastline. Okay. How f- like? So how long would it take to get out there? I think like uh, 40 minutes-ish, 30 minutes-ish, something right. like that. I yep. don't know. 
I, I'm, that's a complete guess. I'm just thinking like if the if the boat's going like, and I know you measure boat speed in knots, but if I'm thinking like if you're going like 100 kilometers an hour, but you wouldn't be doing that. So let's say you're doing 80 kilometers an hour in a boat, 40 kilometers, so it would take like 20 minutes, but you know. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, 30, let's say 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a complete guess. And everyone heard how I got there. Yeah. <sighs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> the passengers gear up and they plop into the coral sea. Plop. Yeah. Uh, after about three dives in and around St. Crispin's Reef, the boat crew blast a whistle to get people back into the boat. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is like um, the standard procedure that boats do. The pr- crew performs a head count to make sure they've got everyone back on board and then they head back to the shore. Is this sounding familiar at all? Yeah, somewhat. I'm thinking that um, the head count was incorrect. On this day... The crew had miscounted. Yeah. Tom and Eileen were not on board the boat. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I remember this case. They were still out diving. The boat departed the dive site with none of the crew and passengers noticing that Tom and Eileen were absent, despite their bags still being on board. So it can only be speculated what the couple experienced during their time at sea, but I can just imagine surfacing after this dive and seeing water all the way to the horizon, no boat in sight. Your your husband is there and you're like, where the fuck is the boat? And yeah. then like just looking around and just seeing horizon, like as far as I can see. Oh my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. I know like when you're snorkeling even, and you drift a little bit further away than what you thought, because it's so easy to do when your yeah. head's in the water. Yeah. And you just like, and it's so terrifying realizing when you've gone a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And you just start swimming towards like like the strength and the speed with which you swim mm -hmm. towards the shore is like, it's in that moment, it would be embarrassing if someone saw you. Yeah. Because you look like you're panicking. Yeah. And so to be just completely out. This case, um, I'm sorry, you might get to it. So you can cut, I'll cut this out if you Mm -hmm. say it later, but did they make a movie based on this? They did. Yeah. And I will get to them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's imagine the couple surface at probably about 3 p.m., okay? Yeah. Likely they've not even been under the water for an hour. They've probably pretty quickly realized that either the boat has left them or somehow they've drifted away from the dive site. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter was that they were still around St. Crispin's Reef, so I think they would have pretty quickly realized that, no, the boat's left. Yeah. Um, I think I would immediately assume that – Okay, while it would be terrifying and I would be scared and I would be probably freaking out, I would also think at the back of my mind, well, it can't be long until they realise. Yeah, Yeah. I'd be like, well, they're going to come back for us. Surely they'll they'll get back and be like, hey, we're missing two people. Yes, Uh, that's that's what would be going through my mind. Mm. So, So Queensland during late Jan is hot. Yeah. Hot diving is dehydrating, um, so that's going to be an issue. There's also only about five hours of daylight left. So that's also going to be alarming. The couple were only about two to three kilometres from a few pontoons that are used to tie boats to when people go on dives. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lonergans were probably the Lonergans were probably capable of swimming to these two pontoons, which would have made their rescue far more likely because the next day boats would have come and tied to those pontoons. But for that for them to to swim to those pontoons, we would have to assume that they had made a mental note of where they were. Yeah, exactly. They'd have to know where they were swimming towards. Yeah. If you couldn't see them, if they weren't visually there, and they likely couldn't. Yeah. And and what would prompt them on their way out to go? Oh, let's make a mental note of where those pontoons exactly. are. Exactly. They wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. No one would. And so, if all around you was just water, it would be very disorientating. Of like, course. I'm sure you would 
they would have gone, okay, well, that's east, that's west, mm. you know, with the sun. Mm. But apart mm. from that. Yeah, and, and even that, what is that going to get? I mean, I guess they, they could have tried to swim towards shore mm. if they knew if they knew that the sun sets in the west. Mm. But would they even know that? Yeah, you might We know, know that because we grew up here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, if you're in a different country, yeah, you don't you, you don't necessarily know whether the mm. sun sets or rises over the sea, and like, and you wouldn't think to like memorize that kind of information. No, no. Yeah. yeah. So they likely couldn't see them from the water anyway. So the pont- pontoons are of little help. Um, probably a much bigger issue is that the crew of the MV Outer Edge don't realize Tom and Eileen are missing until two days later. Oh fucking hell! Two yeah. days when they find the bag containing the personal items and the uh, couple's passports. So can you imagine the staff member who found that? It was the captain. And yeah, you would like shit yourself. Absolutely. I'd be like, literally. No, they, they must have just fucking left their lap, their um, passports here. I like, think that first of all, that's what you would think. You'd yeah, be, you'd like, be like, oh, oh no, they've left oh, their left. stuff here. And then you'd be like, why didn't they, why didn't they get in touch? That their passports are here. And then you'd be like, no, it couldn't be that. Like mm. there's a side note here. There's a picture of these passports um, on, like, in the stories about this case, and they're smiling in the passport photos. Did you know that Americans can smile in their passport photos? I did photos? not know that. They're just not allowed to show teeth because teeth distorts the face too much. But if you're just doing, like... Um, like you can do, like, a small smile. Yeah. What was it? It said, um, I think on a, on a page it said a slight smile. So you're allowed to be like... Well, I think that other countries should know that we're not allowed to. So if we look mm. super grumpy in passport photos, that's why. Yeah, that's why. And I they tell I mean, you like if I remember um You're not allowed to in British passports either, so Yeah, I remember once like doing the tiniest bit of a mm. smile and they were like, You're smiling and I was like, No, I wasn't. Yeah. Oh my Calm god, down. fine. Yeah. I'll I'll look miserable then. Is that yeah, what you want? Yeah, Americans are allowed to unless it's changed since that article that I read, but um in the article I read it said yes, they're allowed to smile as long as it doesn't distort their face. So you're not allowed mm. to show teeth, but you can do a slight smile. Well, I think that's fair enough. I, I think, think should, so too. We should be allowed to as well. Back to the Lonergans. Um, so as I said, it's going to be two days before the pair are even noticed missing. Okay. Oh my God. The day after the Lonergans are abandoned, so this is the 26th, another dive group are taken out to the area by this outer edge company and they find dive weights at the seafloor. Do you know what dive weights are? Is that like the things that you hold so that you can get down you, low? You usually strap them around your waist. Right. It's so it like holds you down so yeah. that your buoyancy doesn't keep you up. Yeah. The discovery was just thought of as a bonus find. The captain of the boat was just like, oh, like, I guess some other freebie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's fair enough as well. You would, you would just be like, oh, some other dive crew left them here. That's great for us. Yeah. Okay. So it's now the 27th. So it's been two days since the Lonergans have been left. Jeffrey Nan or Nan or something like that. The boat's skipper finds the Lonergans belongings and the alarm is raised. A massive search is kicked off pretty immediately, so land and sea. Uh, but unfortunately, locals say the area where the pair were left in has currents and winds that can go in all directions because it's on the outer edge of the reef. Oh, my God. So a rip could have taken them yeah. out, like, way out to mm-hmm. sea. For this reason, and because it's been 48 hours since the couple were left, the search area is quadruple the size it would usually be. Both air and sea rescue teams spent three days looking for the Lonergans. Everyone from Navy to civilian boats took part, but sadly, despite a massive search effort, the pair were not and have never been found. Oh my God. Jesus. We know that the pair at the very least survived one night. Okay. How do we know? 
because months after the couple were lost, a dive slate, which is basically like a little board that divers use to communicate underwater, you can write on it. Yeah. Um, a dive slate was found by fishermen about 150 odd k's away with the following message on it. This is going to be so sad. So it says, Monday, January 26th, 1998, 08 a.m. To anyone who can help us, we've been abandoned on Asian Court Reef by MV Outer Edge, 25 Jan, 98, 3 p.m. Please help us. Come to rescue us before we die. Full stop. Help. Three exclamation points. So that's... These poor people. That's that's telling us they at least survived until the morning. Yeah, until 8 o'clock that Mm -hmm. morning. Yep. But again, oh my God, can you imagine overnight, been left there overnight, like middle of the night, it would be so dark out in the middle of the sea, yeah, floating there. Like, well, it probably wouldn't be dark actually because the stars and the moon would be so bright out there. Yeah, I guess. But, but I mean, it, still, regardless, it would be terrifying. Yeah. It would be like black sea all around you. Yeah. You'd, you'd being Americans, you'd hear all the horror stories about sharks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be thinking about sharks mm-hmm. as an Australian, mm-hmm. but especially yeah. around like reefs and stuff. Yeah. I think what would be more of an issue at this point is the dehydration. Yeah, yeah. You'd be thirsty. You'd be you'd hungry. You'd be thirsty as fuck. You'd be exhausted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like their their dive kits do keep them afloat. Yeah. They so keep them buoyant. So they sleep. could. They probably could. Yeah. But you wouldn't, would you? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering, out of like pure exhaustion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so some more of their belongings were found just a month after their abandonment, a wetsuit in Eileen's size washed up on a North Queensland shoreline. So it was torn at the butt and the armpit, but experts posited that the tears were caused by a coral, not by any kind of animal. Okay. The Guardian, that, uh, the Guardian newspaper reported that experts were able to determine from barnacles on the zip of the wetsuit that the suit had been in the water since on or around January 26th. So she took her wetsuit off. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Over the next few weeks, the couple's dive jackets, their tanks and one of Eileen's fins also washed up. None of them show damage that suggested their lives had come to a violent end. Um, maybe they just eventually dehydration took over i took them off oh but god can you imagine one dying first i mean i'm sorry i'm just thinking like they obviously were together one of them would have had to die before the other yeah one of them being like wake up and realizing that the other one had died Mm -hmm. oh my fucking god this story (laughs) this is horrible (sighs) why do you always do the most like sad (laughs) ones ever that's by miss on olga <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, the Luna Park one was yeah, made me fuck you, ball my yeah. eyes out. So yeah. I didn't cry researching this. So um, yeah, well, I did yowies, and that was funny. So <laughs> <laughs> so um, what happened to the Lonigans, right? Um, yeah, how have their bodies never been recovered? Yeah, how have they never been? How has ever an inch yeah, of their how, bodies ever been? How burned? did their bodies not wash up at the same anything? place? Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a few theories that I'm going to run through now. Okay. <clears throat> The first of which is that the Lonergans faked their death and started a new life. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because I think it's pretty evident this one ain't it. Yeah, yeah. Um, did the um, like the company, Outer Edge, did they come up with this one? Yeah, that's that's what this has to – for this They're theory like, to oh, be they, – They must have faked their deaths. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Like Outer Edge has been like, no, I think they, fa- they faked their death. Yeah. yeah so, we are not responsible. Yeah. 
it must be that. So um, this is probably not not likely because um, their bank accounts weren't ever accessed, their insurance insurance policies were not claimed, and neither family has seen nor heard from their loved ones since this event. Yeah, was there any reason that they would want to fake their death? Well, I'm going to keep listening. Okay. Um, Just also, shut shut your mouth. Sh- sh- shut up. <laughs> um, also, the Lonergans would have had to somehow arrange for the boat to leave them behind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, was the person doing the headcount in on it? Like- yeah. Um, but there were some claims that an unidentified fishing boat was seen leaving the area on the afternoon of the disappearance, and over 20, 20 sightings, sightings in quotes, of a man and woman believed to be the Lonergans in the months after the tragedy. Yeah, I mean, this always happens. It always happens. Amelia yeah. Earhart, they, everyone's yeah. like, she's alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This theory and our next theory were posited as a result of the contents of some of the Lonergan's personal diary entries. Um, Six months before the diving expedition, Tom wrote in his diary the following, quote, Like a student who has finished an exam, I feel that my life is complete and I'm ready to die. As far as I can tell, from here my life can only get worse. It has peaked and it's all downhill from here until my funeral. I think that's a very normal existential thing that 20, 30-year-olds go through, especially if he's in a very happy place in his life. He's maybe, like, got this anxious feeling of, like, everything's perfect at the moment. Did I not say that? And do I not still say that about America? Yes. Yeah, you always (laughs) say that you – yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I always feel like things are too good, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very normal thing to write in your diary. When my pets are both healthy, I think – I consciously think to myself – Remember this because I guarantee tomorrow Frankie's going to be fucking shooting up a storm somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, An entry from Eileen's diary read, quote, Tom hopes to die a quick and painful, a painless death and he hopes it happens soon. Tom's not suicidal, but he's got a death wish that could lead him to what he desires and I could get caught in that. Okay, so that's a little bit more unsettling. That, but then I, she, I mean, she, it, not not to the point of like fake your own death. It's just yeah. a little bit unsettling that somebody's like, I would like to die soon. Yeah, but I mean, they're young people. I reckon he's just doing some daredevil stuff, and she's like, I'm obviously going to go with him, and I might get caught in it. This is their personal yeah. diaries. I don't expect anyone to read them. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. Both spoke about not enjoying their jobs and Eileen spoke about how, quote, our lives are so entwined now and we are hardly two individuals. Where we are now goes beyond dependence, beyond love. I mean, again, I think it's context, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the sort of stuff like if you're writing it in your own personal diary, maybe on that particular day, she was really having a time and was grappling with some stuff. Like, I don't know. people. I I mean, like if you were to even listen back to if one of us were to go missing, you know, suspiciously and and foul play was suspected, Mm -hmm. listen back to these podcasts. They'd be like, oh, Emma probably killed herself. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So this brings us to the second theory I mentioned. What is that? Suicide. So again, this theory would have to allow that there was somehow that they were somehow able to plan for the boat to leave them. Yeah, and also the most ridiculous way to kill yourself. Yeah. Like painful, scary, <laughs> takes a long time. Like why? Very com- complicated and confusing. Exactly. Um, I can't reconcile these two theories. No. I think it's ridiculous. But so um, if this theory suggests that they were abandoned and so then decided to kill themselves um, to avoid a more painful or traumatic death, death, I don't think that counts. 
Yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't count that as them. No. It's not premeditated. You know, if you're out in the ocean and you know you're going to drown or get eaten by a shark, sure, just do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they if they got to like... They're you know, slipping in and out of consciousness because they're so dehydrated. Like I said, maybe one, one of them died dead. and yep. the other one's gone, all right, that's my fate. Mm-hmm. Lonergan's families obviously dispute these two theories. Mm. Um, they claim the only excerpts from the couple's diaries that support the theory of suicide or deliberate disappearance were released and that the passages were taken completely out of context, yeah. which... I can, yeah, absolutely. I can understand that. Um, Eileen's father, John Haynes, later said that he suspects the couple ultimately became dehydrated and disoriented and in the end succumbed to drowning or sharks. Now, during the inquest on the deaths, experts speculated that based on the state of the gear recovered, the couple had not likely experienced an animal attack, but rather had succumbed to delirium resulting from dehydration, which caused them to voluntarily remove their diving outfits. Okay, right. Without the buoyancy provided by their gear, experts testified the couple would have been unable to tread water for long and would have soon drowned. Uh, Of note, as you mentioned, this event was the inspiration for the 2003 thriller Open Water, which won some awards, but that I have not seen. It's got Blake Lively in it? No, you're thinking of a different movie. Okay. Um, This one uh, has two relatively unknown actors, but apparently it was a very good movie. How did the family feel about... I don't think they liked it. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, they suggest that they were taken by sharks, but like I said, experts don't think that's what happened to these two. Yeah, yeah. In a following trial, the skipper was charged with unlawful killing, but he was found not guilty. His company, however, Outer Edge Dive, was fined after pleading guilty to negligence and subsequently went out of business. Thank God. Yeah. Um, The Queensland government also introduced much stiffer regulations on how dive companies accounted for their passengers to try and avoid such a a tragedy in the future. Um, These regs weren't completely effective, though. You are joking. This (laughs) didn't happen again. In 2011, 2011... A Michigan man snorkeling at the Great Barrier Reef was left behind by a dive company. Luckily for the man, he could see another boat in the distance, which he was able to swim to, and he was taken to shore. Oh, my God. At the Great Barrier Reef again? Mm -hmm. In 2021. No, it happened again. And these are just the ones that are reported. In 2021, a Cairns businessman and a friend were left behind, and it was only when their friends who were on the board the vessel that was heading back to shore, they were like, hang on, where are these guys? They walked around the boat, couldn't find them, and the boat returned. They like alerted the captain and stuff, and then the boat returned, and luckily the pair were still there. My God. This is not just an issue with the Great Barrier Reef. Um, I don't want to plant a new fear in people, but... but uh- Consider it done. This is a little too common. It's like... um, This happens wherever people are like doing dives. dives. So um, in August of 2022, (laughs) mere months ago, a mother and her two sons were scuba diving with a company in Fiji. They were left behind. And again, luckily, they were saved by a local Fijian who was on a boat collecting rubbish. How are these companies not mindful of the fact... (laughs) That this happens? That this... like happened once yeah you'd think it would happen once and they would be like whoa apparently it happened in like 93 and a girl was left and she died on the reef and so it's like before the lonergans this had happened before no way yeah god yep um okay (laughs) this is fine (laughs) 
I mean, I'm probably still going to go diving and stuff. Like, I fucking love snorkeling. And I suppose you just like make friends with some random yeah, on like, the boat. Don't let the boat leave without me. Yeah, be like, remember my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, just be like a real larrikin on I mean, the boat. You could, you life know, of the party, class clown. You know that I'd flirt with the captain. You flirt with the captain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just make yourself completely unforgettable, so yeah. that when everyone gets on board, they're like, shit yourself before you get in the water. Exactly. Yeah. Great tactic. Everyone's yeah. like, where's that girl who shot herself? Yeah. <laughs> the shitting girl. She's still in the water. <laughs> <laughs> they still not been left behind <laughs> i do find it a little bit odd that there's been no recovery of any body part or any kind of trace of their bodies but then again the ocean is a massive place full of animals that eat flesh yeah yeah i was gonna say if if maybe their stuff like they took their stuff off that washed back in but maybe they washed out to sea yeah. and sharks ate them yeah whales ate them i don't know turtles the six of those seven species yeah Provided they're not eaten by anything, I, I would have thought that their bodies would um, have floated and yeah. then washed into shore. Or at least part of their bodies. You know how people are like, people always say in all these podcasts I listen to, they're always like, if you're going to kill someone, don't put them out at sea because bodies always return to shore. Yeah. So I'm just a little... Well, You've got to do like a Dexter thing where you put them in a bag But or even then, remember, his down. all came up. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm just, yeah, I'm just a little surprised. And also because the area that they were lost in was so popular and there were mm. so many dive boats going in and out of there. Yeah. I think um, it, like what you said before about there's lots of currents going out to yeah. sea. It sounds like maybe they were unlucky enough that there was a current at that time. And maybe very it's like, just very taken possibly, them. Very possibly, yeah. Um, maybe during the night. Like yeah. it's just taken them way out to the middle of the ocean. Yeah. I like to um, imagine a scenario that was not mentioned anywhere. Um, let's say Tom and Eileen surface. They realize they've been, realize they've been abandoned. Uh, and then they bob around for a few hours. Tom writes that note on his slate. And then the pair drift to an island oh, where they that, now live a Robinson Crusoe life. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. It's, it's not likely. Mm, um, it's nice to imagine. But they did have that Fiji and... and um, Tuvalu experience yeah. to inform their new Crusoe life. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially, that's the um, that's the the tragic story of the abandonment of Tom and Eileen Lonergan. Yeah, well, I'm now terrified of diving. So thanks for that. <laughs> thanks, Olga. <laughs> Rude girl. When are you coming to Australia, Olga? Yeah. So that we can go for a dive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the Great Barrier Reef. It sounds great. Uh, Don, I'm pretty sure Donna's done a Great Barrier Reef dive. Oh, yeah? She said that um, they were like, oh, the bleaching thing is propaganda. It's not true. And like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, um, the, the reef always goes through phases where it goes white. Well, goes sure, white. but not like 90% of it. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um, so that's, that's that story. Yeah, it was um, – horrible mm-hmm. um, i've got this like running list in my head of awful ways to die this, mm. you know like obviously reading true crime listening to true crime stuff there's a heap of those in there but then there's also stuff like this mm-hmm. nutty putty all of the like who's nutty putty nutty putty's the guy in the cave have you never heard of the nutty putty thing no you don't mm. have to do it it's fucked up it's really fucked up but yeah just all of these like horrific ways to die yeah I actually, on TikTok, I, the algorithms figured out that I like awful stuff. And so there's this account that's just horrible ways to die. And it just tells you like little 60 second stories of like 
the worst ways people have died. This person was living here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it's got Um, like little animations of what happened. Speaking of like algorithms and shit, um, I started chatting to the chat GPT robot. Oh, Greg loves it. Greg uses it at work. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's well on board. He's having an affair with her? Yeah. Nah. (laughs) He let me read the conversation. Um, (laughs) You were like, let me see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually so interesting. He like, so he even told me, so for the podcast, for my next Thing. he asked me what my next topic is and I told him what I'm doing and he got uh, chat GPT to like write a script for me I'm not using it mm. um, but I might take some bits of it yeah um, I asked her so this weekend um, and for people listening when I say this weekend that'll be two weekends ago for you but um, this weekend me and two friends or few friends uh, two friends uh, um, me and some friends are going to do one of those um, like um, case file game nights uh, and we're designing cocktails and I was going to either do a berry cocktail or a passion fruit cocktail um, because of the names that I can come up with based on them mm-hmm. uh, and so I asked chat GPT which one I should make either berry or passion fruit and she was like reluctant 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 she was like it based, it's based on taste I can't tell you and I was like pick one <laughs> and she was like if I had to pick berry interesting yeah that's what I would have picked too I um, told Greg to ask uh, ask if she – I don't know why I'm saying she. Um, I, I called her she. Yeah. I so was like, me and chat JPT were having like a good gab. And yeah, I asked Greg to ask her if she had feelings. Did she, was she like, I don't have feelings. She like said, I'm not, I'm not capable yeah. of, of um, I asked her if she had friends. Emotions. What did she say? She said, not in the traditional sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to download it. It's free. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you just have to register an account. Imagine if, like, this time next week I'm, like, totally weird. Yeah, I know. Just talking to my chat bot. (laughs) (laughs) Not even looking after Abby. Like, you know that I'm in the right point in my life to make a friend out of the chat GPT. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your best friend? Uh, Um, um, Look, you wouldn't know her. (laughs) She's really smart, though. She knows everything. It's it's the plot of her, isn't it? Have you seen that movie? No, I watched, like, half of it. You didn't like it? I just got bored. It's very good. I don't movie. like movies. I'm not into cinema. You don't have the attention span. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> All right, we should wrap this up. Yeah, we should, yeah. Um, oh, I've been watching this show called Poker Face. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I haven't started watching it yet, but um, me and Greg are keen to watch I've it. I've also been watching The Last of Us, and I'm sure a lot of people are watching that too. I haven't been watching that either. It's good. I'm still trying to get through um, Mr. Robot. I'm into season three now. Have you watched that? No. That's good as well. Okay. All right. Well, look, guys, um, <laughs> uh, like, listen, subscribe. You have just listened, so thank you. Um, just like and subscribe now if you that's, have already done that. the only things left thank to do. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you want shirts, uh, message us. And if you have any ideas for topics, as we say, we have picked most of our topics for the year, but we also are going to do a couple of extra um, record a couple of extra episodes for if there's ever like a week or a fortnight where we're too busy to record or edit or whatever. But so this is our priority. It's not really mine. That's <laughs> no, not mine. <laughs> um, but you know that I do chop and change. Like I still have gaps in mine. So yeah, send them through. Yeah, send through any um, cool ones you see that you yeah. want to know more about. Yeah, we'll research them for you. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We appreciate you all. Bye.